This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back to Rockcast, the podcast where we bring you behind the scenes with what's happening at Spark Development Network. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo here this morning, and we have several great updates to share with you as usual. And uh, we'll we'll take some time to let you know a little bit about not only the status of some things we're working on, but a little bit about the why behind some of the things we're working on and, and some more of the details. So thank you for joining us today. This is a Tuesday. We usually do this on Fridays, and I'm just very off. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm off today. You're ready for like a five-day weekend now? <sighs> Can we? <laughs> Can we have one of those? No. Dang it. V9's not out yet. Hmm. That's true. But 8.8 is uh, out probably by the time they're listening to this. Excellent. So we had two good weeks um, of beta and uh, two weeks brief before that of alpha. We found a few issues during the alpha testing. Thank you, alpha testers. That was really helpful. So we added those fixes into the beta, and we haven't heard anything um, up until today. So it's all, all uh, going according to plan. And uh, well, I, w- I would say something about V9, but I'm going to pass the mic to, to uh, John. Okay, so hopefully V8.8 is our last patch release, um, which I think it should be. And V9 is coming along very well. Uh, we're just in the fit and finish stages um, for group scheduling, which is you know one of the biggest features uh, of V9, uh, and that's going really well. Uh, that is a huge feature, and there are so many moving parts um, to that. And I think what makes it especially challenging is just the how should this work kind of concept of that. Most features are very cut and dry, I would say. You know, how should this work? I think this one has. Um, a lot of different ways of how people want it to work. And I think that's been the biggest challenge. But so far, so, you know, it's a 1.0 feature release and, you know, it's pretty impressive. And I can't wait for people to start uh, using it and giving us feedback. Already people have been, you know, pinging on it on the uh, pre-alpha server and and already getting uh, some feedback, which is really nice. And, uh, you know, but definitely in the alpha stages, we're going to want people to actually use it the way you intend to and, and get us some feedback. Uh, outside of that, uh, we've been working through uh, some of the other features, um, just kind of putting the final touches on some bug fixes that we wanted to slip in. And um, it's it's gone well. The, the one thing I probably would say or warn is that the digital signatures will not be in 9. Uh, there's just been some difficulties in trying to work around our current digital signature provider um, with that. And so trying not to make breaking changes, but probably going to have to make some breaking changes. So we're just going to delay that feature, um, a bit in, in the roadmap, but there's plenty of other great features in nine that it replace it, uh, much more than we had originally intended to put in nine, which is kind of like the story, right? It's, yeah. it's always that case that here's the, here's the features for, for this release. But by the time you're done, there's like 10 times more features, um, than you intended. So Definitely true. And one of those features is uh, the personality assessments that we've been talking about since the conference last year. 
Um, we're very excited about that. Uh, we have um, the all the structure and the content that we need to put those in. We're working on those pretty actively right now. Um, one of the challenges on that is because it's a, a project we've teamed up with someone on, uh, they have given us exactly what we need to get moving, but we have to then put on our application hat, right? And we have to say, well, so how does this fit inside Rock? How does the standard um, deba- database administrator use it? What does it look like to the person who's been asked to take assessments? And there are so many different touch points with this particular feature between the people taking the assessments, the ministry leaders, the database administrators, that we have to make sure that it's uh, it makes sense from each of those contexts in the way that we put it in. So that has been a little bit of a unique challenge because a lot of the, the content actually originated outside our team. And this is the perfect type of feature to have that be the case because we definitely have called out the experts on this one. Um, but there are, there are a few unique touch-ups then related that two things we haven't necessarily walked through before because of this type of feature where we need to just make sure that that we're looking at it from the perspective of all the touch points someone will have. Yeah, and I think that's that's been surprising the the level of effort that that's taken um, to do that. And I guess the best way to, to kind of picture that is if you if you as an individual take the assessment and get the results, you know, that's what was provided for us and that's a very powerful thing and to read through that but it's very different then from the question of, okay, so now that you have thousands of these results in your database, how do you want to search for a person who might have a certain motivation? Right. Um, do you really want to say, and their motivation is over 39 on a scale of what? You know, right. That's not very helpful. So we have to then take that data and kind of provide alternate attributes about it mm-hmm. that make it easily, easily searchable by ministry staff. Right. So, so that's where the that's usability the comes in. We have yeah. to picture, well, how would someone use this? And if they had access to this, what would they want to, what would make sense to query on? What terms will be quickly recognizable? Um, and how, you know, how do we make it something that is quick and easy to understand and has all the power and depth of these, you know, truly um, impressive assessments? Yeah, and, and like always happens, that snowballs. So right. you get to the point where it's like, okay, well, we're going to have to have these additional person attributes for these types of things. And then you do that, and then you look and look at it inside the UI, and you're like, oh, these attributes are so long. But you have to have them that long because when you look at it in the data view, it has to be kind of organized this way. But once in this block, it doesn't look right because it looks all garbagey. So now we're adding features to <laughs> attributes in Rock that you can have a, like an abbreviated name. And so that adds, you know... A little bit of, of extra time, and then you're like, oh well, yeah. And then it'd be nice if you could have sections in these attribute value blocks. So okay, well, let's add that. And before you know it, <clears throat> you know this turns into a much bigger feature, much more time. But those things do add value to lots of other things. So now all person attributes can have an abbreviated um, name, and the person profile attribute values block now has extra features that I know I can use in other ways too. So, mm-hmm. And they were born out of this. So that's exciting. I right. mean, that, that really ties into one of our core values of craftsmanship, right? You can make it so that it has exactly um, exactly what it, it looks like easily. And then maybe some things aren't super workable, but you could fix them going forward or you can try and really wrap your head around, hmm, what are all the ways this can be used and should it be used that way? And how do we make that better? And how do we make the experience of this really intuitive so that's it's an exciting thing to work on, but it is a little bit um, 
of a, a brain twist sometimes. Yeah, it's one of those things too. When you come out the other side, it's like, well, of course, like this is. <laughs> but when you started, you all, all you had was all this like raw data, and and then trying to figure out, and then some of it's a little nerve wracking because you're trying to make assumptions on, you know, how what's a high value on this on this on this data? Is it right. is, this, is that a high value or is that a medium value or is that a low value? And so we're having to try to make some, you know, assessments on these new assessments. Right. It's all very exciting. I think we're getting really, really close. Um, But it is one of those things where you think, oh, we'll devote this amount of time to this and it'll be done. And then you dig into it and you think, well, we could, but we we shouldn't. We should do a little more. Got to do it right the first time because people are going to be making data views off this stuff. And if we change it on them, that would be not good. Right. But it is going to be very exciting how much power is behind this feature. Um, If you're looking to fill, for instance, particular ministry teams, and you know that there's been, you know, maybe you send assessments to the people who are currently on some of those teams, and you figure out, hey, the people who are most successful might have these attributes or might be, um, you know, kind of have a personality that is focused this direction. Maybe that's a recipe for success, and you can try and find some more people who have said they want to volunteer. And when you create another branch of that team, maybe you put that as the first option on a page that they're looking at, or Mm -hmm. those are the first people that you call. So it's going to be very powerful. And the assessment system is extendable. Um, in the past, right. it was just one and, and it was kind of hard coded into rock. Now it's extensible. We've already had some churches talk to us about interest in making their own custom assessments that plug into the assessment system. So um, that's definitely something that we're already doing for, that's very for cool. some. So we have, that's not the only big project that we've been working on, right? No, not at all. We have a couple, couple others, I you, think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of other projects that we've been working on. Well, since we've, this is one we've been talking about, right? We said the personality we brought up at the conference last year. There was another big project we brought up at the conference last year as something we wanted to tackle this year, which has also expanded in scope, but is making steady, quiet, behind the scenes progress. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what what's going on with the mobile app? Yeah, definitely. So... Like you said, Emily, everything starts as a very small line, and then it gets. By the time you come out the other side, it's like this huge, like wide line. So, um, you know, we've been working and looking at the at mobile strategies for a, a while, and so we we have been putting time and effort into um, a rock mobile strategy, and and there's code now being written. Um, we've had to go back to the drawing board all the way back to the beginning and, and kind of define like what are the goals for what we're trying to achieve and then what's the best technology platform and then what's the best version of that technology platform. And so we we are landed on uh, Xamarin Forms, uh, but we're taking it to some of their newer uh, technologies that, are, that have come out recently. So I think it'll make it much more extensible and easier for people to uh, customize. Um, it's in the same... Uh, vein as you know what we saw at the conference with with Avalanche, but it is a, a entirely new thing. Um, so it's it's inspired by that you know mm-hmm. pilot project, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's from scratch. Um, we're making good progress. You know we we're not ready to commit to any kind of deadlines or due dates or roadmaps. Um, but I think whenever you start a project like that, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made architecturally. There's a lot of directions that you have to pick and technologies um, and framework that you have to write. And I think we have traction in that, which is always um, the first big hurdle is to get traction in your, in, in the creation of the framework. And I think we have that. And um, we actually are collaborating like we always do. It, collaboration is kind of like the whole key to rock and the key to the community, but it's not easy. I mean, 
anybody thinks collaboration is easy is, is crazy, but <laughs> it always returns best results. And, you know, honestly, I think too, it's, it's really what, especially as a Christian technology community, we're called to because, um, I mean, that's, that's just the whole spirit of the gospel mm-hmm. is, is community and collaboration, working together and putting, checking egos. And, um, I would say that's hard though, but we are, you know, collaborating on that. So we have, uh, a couple other people who are uh, inside that, um, Daniel Hazelbaker at, at Shepherd Church is in, investing now a, a significant amount of time on, on that too. So it's been fun. I mean, cause you get more people, more ideas, um, and then it goes faster too. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of another positive thing. So the update is it's, we, we're, we're making progress. There's traction, there's direction. Um, but as of yet, there's no roadmap. You know, I think it's really cool that you just mentioned collaboration right there because so far we've talked about uh, what we've talked about um, a group his, uh, group history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, volunteer scheduling. We've okay. talked about um, personality. We've talked about mobile app. All three of those are examples of collaboration that we've done that are totally different styles of collaboration yep. and have been enriched by the input of all of those who have been a part of them. But you'll also notice at the same time we say, well, we started with this small concept and it grew because that's the, the thing with collaboration, right? Everyone is is contributing things that make it better, but a little more complex. So you have to kind of layer on that complexity before you can figure out the simplest, most elegant way to, sol- to solve the problem. And so I just think that's really interesting that all three things that we've talked about as being the big things right now have all had major uh, collaboration from from other organizations, right? And one thing that's not on the agenda for this podcast, but is happening right now and is highly collaborative is is the Steps Project. I mean, we're making progress right. on that. That's highly collaborative, um, and it's you know working with a denomination that's different than usually that has been part of the community, which is super exciting. And because um, we want our community to be collaborating across denominational boundaries, mm-hmm. and in fact, hopefully blind to them. Um, so that's been really exciting. I mean, I, I love that project. I think it's going to be a a big piece of our go forward direction. And I love the fact that it's just, well, again, the blindness to denominational lines. Right. And so obviously we have a lot of things going on at the same time here. Um, and we are one team and that's been interesting because that has created a lot of growth for us. Right, it's created a lot of um, intentional interactions with other organizations. It's created a lot of different uh, increasing work patterns inside the organization, and so we have discovered, as every organization does that's dealing with growth, that maybe the way we had things set up originally needs to be adjusted a bit in order to keep up with the community growth, the the feature set growth, the development growth that we have been experiencing. So that's one of the other things that we've been working on a lot behind the scenes is really just saying, well, what should processes look like? If we have more people involved in the average process here at any given time, because we have more things going on, so we simply have to, um, how do we put? How do we apply the correct processes so that we're not relying on the things that are in any one of our brains, um, but we're making them very explicit and things that anyone could follow? How how does that work? So we've been putting a lot of energy into um, how things should work and what processes should look like, and um, it sounds not that hard. But it is kind of. Super hard. Right. Because a lot of times you're inclined to just say, well, this is how we do it now. I'll tweak that. 
When really what you should say is, let's pretend we don't have a way of doing it now. How should it be done? Mm-hmm. And so we've been putting a lot of effort into that. One of the things that we're realizing is we need a more centralized project management so that we can take these collaborative features, kind of like what we've been talking about here, and make sure that everything is reaching um, uh, you know, a, a core implication if it should. Like if it's something that should be incorporated into core, um, are we making sure that that's the case? Or if this were tweaked a little bit, could it benefit all churches? And so I think it's going to be really crucial that we are centralizing our project management, which centralizes technical architecture and some other things. So um, that's been a, one of our key focuses this year so far. Yeah, and I think you're right that it all looks easy when it comes out the other side, but it's it's not been easy. And it's trying to figure out how do you do things in a repeatable way and, and never have to figure out the same thing more than once. Um, so it's creating highly structured processes. Right, right. And that means they have to be living Right. You can't mm-hmm. set them and forget them. You have to be constantly tweaking them. And, and so that's a, a culture. Yeah. And establish roles. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I know a lot of that goes back to, I mean, you've been doing a lot of reading on that. How do you make, I guess, one of the books and titles was Predictable Success. And I think that's been really inspiring to to us to get that. How do we get that into our organization? Mm-hmm. Because we have visions of where we want to be or in the type of organizations that organization that we want to be, but it's one thing to have the vision of it. It's another thing to have to implement that. And that's what takes the effort and the work. Right. And really it's not just to solve today's problems, but how do you keep tomorrow's problems in mind? So how do we create something that is perfectly functional today, but scales? So we don't have to do this every six months. Right. And we have been growing in that that takes a lot of effort just to do that, just to grow and bring new people onto the team and train them on the culture and how we do things. Yep. So just like any organization, probably just like our listeners' organizations, sometimes you get something really right, sometimes you get something not really right, and you just have to learn from all of it and and keep moving forward in the right direction. So, I mean, it's an adventure, but it's it's really great. It's, um, It's inspiring to see... Uh, what the future holds here and it's and you know what we can all contribute to it right so we're we're spending a lot of time on that but for good reason i think right now yeah definitely one of the exciting things we have coming up this summer though is um, our next master class and this is not just any master class this is really exciting because it's the first one that will have v9 content And we've realized for a little bit, we probably couldn't squeeze any additional content into the typical three-day agenda for a masterclass. So we decided to really blow it out and move it to a four-day class. Um, We're adding V9 content. We're adding extra time for really important hands-on activities. And um, this masterclass should really be one to, to set the standards. Um, it's definitely, if you've been considering a masterclass, this is the one to come to, um, because it's, it's going to give you access to the latest and greatest as far as understanding new feature sets. And, um, it's the format's going to be a a really great one. Yeah. I'm excited that as we've rolled out new versions of rock, it's been harder and harder to squeeze it into that three days. And, and now with the four days, it feels like we have now more time to spend mm-hmm. towards some of these features and to, to really give uh, more time. I think there's still a little bit of room in there, you know, for version 10 and version 11. Right. Um, but eventually we're going to have to probably expand it to five days because 
or split the class into pieces. And and that's one thing we are talking about is like other classes that we can that's do a good point. that maybe are even more advanced than the master class mm-hmm. and actually some that are maybe a little easier than the master class. So that is definitely something that is uh, actively being considered. As with all things rock, nothing stays the same for a very long time. We definitely are always looking for how to improve. And I think that three-day format has lasted us for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So as far as the amount of content that you can have and flex, and, and it's made a lot of sense. So I anticipate four days will be a, you know another period of time, a couple of, of um, major releases. But um, at the point that it has to grow, you know, we're thinking ahead right now, what should we be offering? What should it look like? Again, we're not going to, we never start with what we have today. We're always looking at what should be. So, yeah. And, and just to show that the classes are important to us, I mean, we are currently investing in our own, comf- uh, our own training space. That's right. So we just feel like that's something that we need to be able to control mm-hmm. that space. And, you know, the space that we have, that we were using is not bad, <clears throat> but we don't have any control over it. And right. even just providing, Wi-Fi is difficult because there is no Wi-Fi in the in the room because it's not it's not part of our office. It's right. on a different building on our campus here, and there's no Wi-Fi, which is interesting. So, if you're a longtime listener, you know that we are uh, perched right here on the edge of Sun City, which is retirement community, and we have great rent rates here, right? But they literally, when we went and talked to the management about, hey, should we have a projector, a screen, Wi-Fi in the conference room that people rent? They said, why? Yeah, right. Well, at least they didn't say what's Wi-Fi. That's, I, they may have been thinking that. That might have been behind the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, funny story to share. John actually ran wires up and over the hall from the people across the the hallway from us. So we kind of beg and borrow and steal their Wi-Fi with their acknowledgement. They bump their plan up before our class. We use it. We pay for their month's Wi-Fi. It's kind of how you have to get things done when you're growing sometimes. But Which is strange, though, because he, I mean, he, even his wife, uh, he, even his internet is so small that's not enough for the conference. So he has to Call Cox, bump right. it up for one month, bump it right. back down, which he's great. I mean, he, I don't know why he does it, but he's super nice and he, he loves is. our mission. And, um, but every month what we want to do masterclass, we actually have to call and arrange this for him. And <clears throat> another example of why you need process right. literally. So we use Asana for our, our project management, literally inside our masterclass setup project. We have call the guy across the hall, ask him to bump up his Wi-Fi. And afterwards, like, go take him a thank you card and just make sure he he knows that we appreciate him. So funny, the things you have to incorporate in process. But bringing that in-house will be so much easier. Right. And having the room just down our hall that we can control and have, I mean, even, you know, make sure that it's painted. The other room has some walls that could probably use some painting. So um, it's just going to be nice that we can control the environment. That's why we keep it dark in that room. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, well, speaking of, I mean, we're going to have adjustable lighting. These are things you just don't think about until you're using someone else's space, right? So we're, we've taken all our lessons learned there and we will create a very inviting. But again, all the things that you don't think about until you have to do it is like, how how do you find the right training table and how do you find the right training chair? Like these are again, things that we've had to research for hours and hours and hours on Nights and weekends, we don't spend our eight, eight, eight to five looking at training tables. But because you want to get something else that's going to last, it's not going to look weird, that's going to, you know, has a good surface. 
that the chair's comfortable. Yeah. I mean, we we're going, this is funny because this is true. We were on our tour of churches recently, Emily and I. I had my eye out for like training tables and comfortable chairs. So sometimes I, we'd be on a tour of the church and I would just disappear into a room because I wanted to go try the chair. You know, the, what kind of chair is this? And I'd be turning it upside down, taking a picture of the label underneath. I guess this chair is pretty comfy. What you, hey, Emily, get back here. Check this chair out. <laughs> True story. Yeah, that's awkward. But, you know, that's what you have to do. How do you order it? I mean, those chairs are expensive. Like, how do you not try it first? Right. And then we find what we want. And guess what? It's a make an offer site. Right. You know, just nothing is easy. <laughs> so if we're touring a campus for an RX conference, we may be checking out your other equipment as well. That's true. You have to. Pay us no mind. Right. <laughs> and so that brings up a great point, Nick. We have a conference coming. I don't know if you've heard about that or not. I have. It's uh, quite amazing. In fact, I know you're about to talk about it, but well, I'll hold, I'll hold my comment till you're done. Oh, Okay. Well, it's September this year, and it's at New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina. Our webpage is up. Um, you can register there now. In fact, you should register there now before pricing goes up. Um, this is the best pricing you're going to get right now for this conference, and um, it's going to be pretty incredible. I know we say that every year, but I think if you've come a few years, you will agree that we really kick it up every year because we kind of remake the event according to the feedback we get. And this community is growing so fast that we have so many people that really know their stuff and so many people that are willing to share, even if they feel not entirely competent on every subject, but they really know the one that's helped them. And so this year we're going to have two full best practices tracks running. Um, And we've had so much interest in speaking slots that we really only have maybe a couple that are still available right now. And, and only uh, in certain tracks. And only in certain tracks. Um, so if you were thinking about speaking at the conference, reach out very soon. I don't know how long those are going to still be available. Um, but you do not want to miss this. You want, you know, we talk about the masterclass, and that's what you want your database administrators and your power users to come to. But this is what you want to bring your whole rock team to. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be the event where you get so much information. I think, John, you always say you're drinking from the the fire hose with this. You get so much information that if you're trying to take that all in as one person for your organization, it's going to be more information than you possibly could. It's and impossible. It's, good. it's impossible. Well, I mean, especially this time, there's even more tracks. So I know. You, you have to have more than one person. There's no way. And you really need to share that experience with someone on your team so you can go back afterward, recap it, come up with your game plan. You know, that's really hard to do. If you went, someone else didn't go. How do you communicate an experience like that? You just really can't. So um, you'll want to get registered for that as soon as possible before pricing goes up. And if you're unconvinced about going, just listen to the next upcoming special edition Mm. podcast with Frank Grand. Um, I think he really sells it well. And it's just from his heart. So, uh, yeah. Yes, our next upcoming podcast uh, features Frank Grand. You heard it here. And, you know, there's always the conference, which is amazing. But but you also get to tour and see the environment mm-hmm. of, a, of a really great church. And, and all the churches that we've ever been at have had great environments. But New Spring has some really incredible ones, too. And, and very intentional environments that, you know, you can learn a lot from that mm-hmm. uh, also. Um, so that, that's another good reason to go. Uh, someone did find the speaker page, which is still being hmm. developed and hidden, but they guessed the URL 
and shared it with some people in a, in a, in a private channel. And, uh, and, uh, the response was, wow, this is like off the chart in terms of the speakers who, who are talking, um, just all those, all you guys in the community, mm-hmm. um, just, it's, it's going to be in a very impressive conference and definitely leveling up from last year, which I thought was an amazing conference too. Definitely. And speaking of speakers, that's hard to say. Speaking of speakers, um, we do plan to make that site uh, publicly available live and done by the end of this month. So mm-hmm. um, there will be a lot of, you'll be able to share that excitement at that point. There's a lot of work that goes into all that topics and mm-hmm. and schedule. and. Okay. And yes, if you are speaking and you're on the schedule and you haven't yet sent your information for that page back to Robin, please do that soon so we don't disappoint the other listeners who are waiting to get access to that page. Yeah. And I mean, I'll go off script here, which is always going to make Emily worry. Oh boy. Yeah. So, I mean, just to be transparent, like we put a lot of effort into even, you know, our part of that. So this week we're doing something new and unique is we're going to uh, a class on how to be a better presenter, like a, you know, a private class that we arranged with a, basically he's an, he's a, uh, acting Mm-hmm. Um, instructor, instructor, and he's gonna. We've sent him some of our videos of our previous work, and he's gonna give us some tips and help us to level up and what we're doing. And just you know, again, this is not something that it comes natural to us either. And so, but we're trying to every year, you know, make get get better and show steady improvements. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that that we're doing. Although we will not be adding show tunes to our repertoire this year. Oh, I did actually tell him that you wanted help in that. So, that, that's kind of behind the scenes. Okay. That's not coming out of the conference. Oh, not this year. Maybe next year. May we'll 2020. See. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Emily sings her <laughs> pres- her keynote. Well, I, not for 2019, so we got to stick with that. But we are definitely investing in all the things that help to make a better event. Um, and it's going to be an incredible experience this year. We are going to wrap up a lot of the things that we've been talking about at previous conferences, kind of put a bow on some things and and share, you know, so what's next? And I think it's really exciting because this event feels like a culmination of every event before it. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you want to miss. So if you've seen the people in the uh, Rocket Chat community that seem like they know each other and they're interacting there really well, you'll probably find in almost every case that they've connected in person at a conference. And that really drives a lot of that um, casual, quick, helpful, interactive behavior that you see there. And it's something that if you haven't been, you will find a lot of value, not just because of the event and the content, but because of those connections with the community that really continue on into the future. Yeah, and we do have a few things we're going to, you know, surprise announcements at the conference this year. So we always definitely want to be there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So if you don't have enough reasons yet to come, I don't know what else to tell you. Ask someone else in the community and and they'll fill you in. But this is this is the event of the year for sure. We also have uh, recently had a sighting of some new um, new members of our internal community, some new iterations of chip. Yes, yeah, so Chip has been out and about, and he's been, you know, changing and doing some new things. So we felt like we needed to get some new Chip stickers into the community. So, and uh, a lot of times these stickers just come about because of certain things that get said or certain things that come up or certain ideas that we've had. And 
And fu- funny, I mean, there's a lot of chip stickers that are just been designed and never done anything with, or, you yeah. know, they're like 80% done. And sometimes you just have a weekend and you're just like, ah, oh, I'll just finish this one up. And uh, when you match that up with a sale from, you know, Sticker Mule, then. Right. Exciting things happen. They get born. Yes. That's so, right. So do check the store, the promo shop for mm-hmm. the. I think we have four new ones. And that, well, there's Five. more than that, but some of them are, are limited. You have to actually do something, like speak right. at the conference. Yes. A special one just for you guys at the conference. If you speak at the conference, you get a special chip sticker. And Chip, chip like you, is a little nervous at, at speaking. And so we put that into his little sticker. So That's okay. We're a very compassionate audience. Yes. And so is Chip. He's very compassionate. Um, or if you do put on a roadshow. Mm-hmm. We're trying to right now to expand out the recognition of what people do in the community. Mm, good so, point. Um, in fact, I hope that there's a session at the conference on how to be a rock star because I think people think to be a rock star you have to have a certain number of slack points mm-hmm. or we, well, it's not chat points. Chat points. Anyway. And and that helps. Yes, that's a piece of it, but it's not just that. Like we don't expect everyone to be equally successful in, the, in a number of chat points. And honestly, we don't need everybody doing that. We need everybody using their talents and their mm-hmm. gifts in their own unique way. So we're expanding different ways um, and, and and trying to visualize that out so people can see, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe there's more than just chat points. This person has done you know three roadshows over the last mm-hmm. few years, or this person constantly is having you know phone calls with other churches talking about how they use rock. Or this person has been flagging and com, you know issues and mm-hmm. confirming issues in, inside a GitHub, um, which is super easy. I mean, can you just confirm that this is an issue? Like anybody with the mouse can can help <laughs> with that. Maybe they can't get all of them, but they can get a significant number. It's it's right there. It tells you how to you know reproduce. Um, so we're trying to give more and more ways that people can get acknowledgement for that the effort that they put forward in in the community. Um, and so one of them is is hosting a roadshow and there's a special chip sticker for that. It's interesting. I kind of think about the, the rock star measurement the same way that I think that churches probably measure engagement. So they all probably measure the engagement of their attendees in slightly different ways, but there is no one standard that says, okay, this person's engaged. Engagement means a broad engagement with the community, with the, you know, the whole congregation there in the ways that make sense and that, and that maximize their talents and what they have to give. And so it's, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. And I think today we've only, I mean, that's still the one that you can see the biggest mm-hmm. measure of, right? So then people, right. I think, assume, well, well, you know, that that's, that is the measure. And it's never been just the measure, but there's not a way for, for people to see those others. So we're trying to create those. Um, so we're working on actively trying to um, put something into the community, your community profile page where you can, if you have a conversation, if you set up a time to talk to a church about ministry and or rock, you can log that and that'll give you um, like a point for that mm-hmm. and also tells us that that conversation was had. So, cause we're having conversations with all these churches too. So it's, it's helpful to know like all the touch points with that church, just like you said, when you do it with ministry, you want to know all the touch points that a member mm-hmm. or attendees had with, with the various church. Well, we're, we're doing the same thing within our rock instance. And so um, we really want to start acknowledging that effort that people are putting in, in different ways. Right. I mean, it's kind of like um, acknowledging the effort of maybe the nursery volunteer the same way that you would acknowledge the effort of the worship ministry volunteer. One's up front and center, one isn't, but they're they're 
adding the same energy and the same effort. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. All right, so if you have not yet searched up those uh, chip stickers and you're sitting in front of your computer, you can find them in two places. You can find them on the store or you can visit Chip's special website, realchip.rocks. And if you haven't checked that out yet, you might want to. Yeah, you get to, to see the backstory. That's right. And you can see the full list of stickers and really how likely you might be to come in contact with some of them. Right. And, and we know that, I mean, it tells you the backstory, but we know that there is a touch point of why how Chip came to be um, around a B-52 song. Right. And I do want to put it out there that they B-52s are currently touring right now. So if you want to hear Rock Lobster live, this might be the last time. I mean, they're, they're getting up there. You could you could go to their site, find out where the tour is. They're coming to Phoenix in I think like October or September. Can we get a podcast ad from them at least for this? This is a, quite a plug. Let's see what we can do. I mean, they they probably need all the help they can get, honestly. <laughs> um, so I I'm I'm going to go. They have other people going with them, so they have OMD in Berlin. If you're, if you're interested, I'm a huge OMD fan. So. What they really need is a a chip mascot. At the conference or yeah. at the concert, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a special sticker and uh, throw a few on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the many lives of Chip! Well, yeah. he is a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us today and coming behind the scenes with us, allowing us to, to share what we've been working on, what we think about, and uh, and what we're why we're doing what we're doing, and it's really all for you. Thanks for joining us today. Today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. Nick was our recording engineer who turned the dials and pushed the buttons. Jim Michael handled all the audio post-production mixing. In our amazing show notes, which you can find at rockrms.com connect, were transcribed and written up by Michael Garrison. episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>